Welcome to the Homefront Podcast. I'm your host, Tori McQueen. I'm a realtor, an entrepreneur, a mom to five, and a bold dreamer, always on a mission to turn nothing into something. Have you ever wondered how all these other entrepreneurs do it all? Can they actually have a successful and thriving business while also having a happy home life? Here, we dig into the real stories on how to run a biz and a home life, how to scale and grow, and how to manage parenting and relationships without sacrificing your home life or happiness. After all, isn't that what matters most? Let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to be chatting with Shelly Mache. She's a certified life, purpose, and confidence coach and a three-time author. She's an international empowerment speaker who speaks on self-confidence, creating life balance, and reclaiming lost identity after motherhood. I know that we talk about this a lot, so I'm excited to bring her on to specifically talk about this life balance. She is the founder of a nonprofit, The Powerful Woman, and host of the former online talk show, The Shelly and Brie Show, currently airing on Roku. She has been featured in numerous media outlets, including The Bakersfield Now News, Shondaland, Yahoo, Peace of Mind with Tahari Henson, Voyage LA, Sister to Sister 2.0, iHeartRadio, and much, much more. We are so excited to chat with her, and let's go ahead and wish her a warm welcome. Here's to Shelly Mache. Hello, Shelly. So happy to have you here. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited to chat with you about your story and for you to share with my audience like what you've been up to and what you're so passionate about, because I know that you're helping tons of women out there. Yes, yes. I am excited. You know, I, I primarily work with moms, with busy, ambitious moms, helping them to successfully balance motherhood and their life dream. We know that as moms, we stay busy, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're telling we, me. We just, we just stay busy. But there's always this, this thing of balancing that out with what I'm called to do, what I enjoy doing, my habits. Um, not habits, my hobbies, those things. How do I balance all this and not get lost in my title of motherhood? And so I help moms do that. I help wonderful, busy, ambitious moms create that that balance between those two things. Yes. And thank goodness you do, because we definitely battle with that. And I know a lot of moms that I know that are also entrepreneurs. It's one mm -hmm. thing is get into the social space where they want to identify themselves as, hey, I am a mother, but then that, but that's not their identity, right? So, right. and you didn't start out doing this. So why don't we take it back to where you started and how you got to where you're at now? And I know you have a daughter, so. Yes. Yes. I actually have, I actually have two daughters and it really began because I was that mom. You know, I was that one where I felt like I had um, lots of of dreams and ambitions and desires, and I had all of these things that that I wanted to do. Yet I wanted to be an attentive, active mom as well. And so, when my daughter was young, when my oldest was young, I was a single parent, and I spent so much time away from home. We would be up at at five o'clock in the morning. She's gone to daycare all day. I don't get you until six o'clock in the evening. I come home. There's bath. There's spending time. There's eating. There's getting you prepared for the next day. And we do it all over again. Yes. 
you know, yeah. and and this is what happened day after day after day. And I really wanted to be able to be home with my child. But again, I was a single mom and I, I had to work. And I remember one day when I had left my daughter at daycare and she was having some issues and she, you know, she just didn't want to stay. She didn't want to be there that day. And I just didn't understand what was going on. And I was like, well, I have to go to work. You know, I have to work. You have to be here. I have to work. But it was just something about that day because she was a very friendly child and she really didn't have a lot of those issues. And so I remember patting her and holding her and and really, you know, giving her extra hugs and kisses. She was only maybe about two at the time and maybe three, but I don't think she was that old. And I remember laying her down on the couch and just like rubbing her back so that she would, would be more calm. And as I walked out the door, I turned around to say bye to her and to blow her a kiss and tell her that I loved her. And I remember this tear just falling down, down her wow. face. And mm -hmm. even when I think about it now, my daughter is grown, grown. And it still <laughs> makes me emotional when I, I see that, that sweet little face looking up at me and that teardrop just fell. And I said at that time, I never wanted to be in that position again. I never wanted to be in the position where I had to walk away from my child's tears. I never wanted to do that. So when I became pregnant with my second daughter, you know, I said to my husband, hey, how do we work this out to where, because I don't want that experience ever again. Exactly. But here's the thing. When I walked away from my, from my job to be home with my daughters and to take care of them, what I didn't realize is I was leaving part of my identity back with me. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. And that's where the mom guilt seeps in. And that's where Absolutely. I hear a lot because you're, you know, darned if you do, darned if you don't. And then yes. it's like, well, don't feel guilty, but oh, it, it's so deep. Yes. And when I walked away, I was ecstatic about being able to be with my kids and, you know, and be home with them. But I got lost in that. So now all of a sudden, I had no idea of who of who I was. I was this independent woman. I made my own money. I did everything for myself. And I walked away from this to be a full-time parent, but found myself in a complete breakdown because I did not know who the woman was in the mirror who was looking back at me. And that's where this whole transformation and metamorphosis, uh, metamorphosis came from. Who is this woman that's looking at me? Because I have to be more than just my title. There's passion in me. There's desire in me. There, um, there are goals. There are dreams. There are all of this. Why, why do I not get to fulfill them just because I'm a mom? Ugh. Yes. And I think a lot of people have that struggle, too, of like, okay, well, I'm a single mom. I'm in survival mode. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing what I got to do. Well, then it sounds like you got married yes. and then you had another baby. And so you had the choice to stay home, which is a, a blessing in its own. Yes, it but is. But then that desire of, okay, well, now what's next? And also I see this a lot with moms that they do stay home for the first five years and then the kid mm -hmm. goes to kindergarten and then they're like, oh my gosh, what do I do with myself? Right. I've been out so to work there's for that <laughs> Right. Then there's that part. It's okay. And especially if you only have one child at the time, but just, just period, when all of them end up in school, you have this full day that used to be 
um, compound with running after a toddler, you know, making sure that this happens, getting the house together, getting getting dinner, running errands. It used to be filled with all of this. And now there's four hours of blank time and you haven't cultivated who you are as a woman. And so now you begin to feel lost. Now you begin to feel invisible. Now you begin not to understand who you are. Now there's a potential that you could fall into depression. Now there's a potential, you know, that you could fall into bitterness, anger, um, indecisiveness, all of these things, because I, I, I don't know anymore. I lost that part of me because I didn't continue to cultivate it. I didn't continue to find out about the things that I love. I didn't continue to operate in hobbies. I didn't continue to enjoy a breakfast once a month with, you know, with my girlfriend. I stopped cultivating me and that part of me I allow to die. Oh, yes. Well, and the thing is, too, is we say it like it's so easy to continue to cultivate who you are. And I think Mm -hmm. it's okay to get lost. Like, I think it's all right as a parent to go through these seasons of figuring things out, right? It, It is kind of a normal thing for moms to go through that realization. It's very um, normal. It's very yeah. normal. None of us came into parenthood knowing things. And here, here's the other thing, Tori. Just because you have one child, that doesn't mean that you know everything for the second child. And oh just my because gosh. you have two children, that doesn't mean that uh-huh. you know everything for the third one. Every oh single cycle is different. Every so single one. And you're it's learning so something different. new in every single stage. It's going to take a minute to figure out. It's going to take a minute to figure to figure out my priorities change and that's okay. Oh, yeah. I don't have to have the same priorities at 30 that I had at, at, at 25. I'm a different type of woman. I, I have different experiences now. I, I'm a mother of, of three instead of two. I'm a mother instead of five. And, you know, I'm a mother of five instead of one. All of these different things. I'm a single parent. I'm a married mom. You know, I'm a widow. All of these things uh, encompass yeah. our journey and who we are as parents. Yet we get to figure it out. But society says you're supposed to have to have it all done, which is where a lot of the guilt comes from. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to fall. I'm going to get it wrong. How about yeah. that? I'm going to yeah. get it wrong. And it's okay because I'm cultivating. I'm learning. I'm discovering. And then I'm giving those experiences back to my child in a different way. We're mm-hmm. going to go through those things. And then guess what? The child is changing too. So with every season, guess what? It's new figuring out. Oh it's new development. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love it because, you know, I have five. I have five. I have a business. And, and the thing is, is as... The business even grows and changes. And as new employees come on board or as you go through shifting markets and as you as you adjust to the changes, which is why I have this season of change theme mm-hmm. in my podcast, um, because it's only fitting. I mean, as you go through of whether having a new child or adjusting to a change, you know, getting remarried or or mm-hmm. becoming a single mom and having to go through these adjustments or financially troubled in some areas and having to rebuild and it is completely normal and it is a journey and you're learning along the way and I think that that's something that people like to try to compare but the thing is everybody's on their own path and like you said each child is even different each employee is different each 
buying cycle of whatever business you're doing is different. Mm-hmm. The economy changes. I'm not exactly variables. So many re restructuring and reprioritizing of things at home and business. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's normal. Yes. And the comparing ourselves, especially as mom, the comparing ourselves is the death of our own motherhood journey. There are so many wonderful things. There's so many challenges. There's so many things that's going to take your hair out. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> and there's so many beautiful things that we learn in the process. We negate those things and we diminish those things when we try to compare those things to another mother's journey. Our journeys are completely different. Mm-hmm. Our life seasons are different. And so uh, my desires are different. And so for me to try to compare success of, of my life and what I enjoy to your life and what you enjoy is always going to be a disaster because yeah. success for me is not the same as success for you. And so to try to get what you have and to be successful at it, I'm going to fail every single time. I have to have my own outline of what success is for myself, for my family, and in my own life season. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's really where it starts and what's hard for people, especially female entrepreneurs that I talk to or just females in general. Um, it could be males too, but I'm, I just tend to speak to a lot of females about it. So I understand their perspective, but that's where they don't know. They don't know even how to define their own successes without thinking about what they should be mm-hmm. finding their successes mm-hmm. based on what else is going on around them. Yeah. So where suggests they start? Well, here's the one thing when you're looking at as success. I love to be able to to break this down. What is the success that you're looking at? Is it I'm looking at personal success, what it is that I desire, something that's within me? Am I looking at relational success, how how I relate in my intimate relationship, my parental relationship, my friendship relationship? Am I looking at a spiritual success? Am I looking at a financial success? We need to break these things down because when we don't know what kind of success we're looking at, we're rambling, we're running. What type of success do you want? And out of those four categories, pick one. What do you want? Even if you say, I want something in each category, pick one thing that you will want in each category. If your kids are, are three months and two, be realistic about the success and say, you know what? Right now, the success that I want is for my children to nap at the same time. That's success. <laughs> well, and to celebrate those wins and you really have to celebrate that. Because, because guess what? If I, if I can get my children to just nap for 45 minutes at the, at the same time, then I can spend 30 of those 45 minutes researching things for my business. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's about what do I do here for the success that can be built there? Mm-hmm. And the first thing is to understand what area do I want the success in? What am I looking for? And once you know what you're looking for, then you get to break down what are two or three steps to get to this. I want my children to nap at the same time. What, what are one or two things that I can do? Maybe something you're going to have to do is 
look into a, you know, a sleep expert to say, hey, how do I begin sleep training the three-month-old? Because this is what time the two-year-old sleep. The second step would be, hey, maybe I need to keep the two-year-old up a little bit longer and we'll have activity so that I can bring that together. And now the third step is, great, they're starting out now sleeping, you know, 20 minutes. This is it. Small things so that you can get to the next level. And I think we make success too big. And when we make it too large, it, it begins to, to overwhelm us and we can't see our way there. Yeah, or what the little wins along the way. With all of the small wins, it's, it's not a win because you were able to spend two hours working on your business. It was a win when you were able to spend 20 minutes looking up something. And we forget those wins. They're yeah. all wins. It was a win when you were able to take a shower today. When? Right? Well, I hope the little wins add up. Yes. I think all of the wins add up. And I think it's hard to see the wins when you're not sure exactly what you want. Exactly. Right? You can't see the wins. And then also when you're not realistic with what you actually want. And right. I, I do a lot where people think they want something and then it's like, well, you clearly you're not doing the activity to get there. So maybe that's not what you really want. And, and that's, that's why I believe and that's why I believe in breaking it down first to say, where do I want my success in which category? You can want it in every category, but when you begin to sit down and just say, there are five things that I want in my personal life, but out of these five things, because of my current life season, realistically, I can only do three of these things. Well, now out of these three things, really only two are very important. Well, if I really had to choose between the one and two, which one would I pursue? And do I have the realistic time to pursue those things? So it's important that we look at exactly where we want the success, what type of success we want, and in the time frame so that we can see, is it realistic that you know, that we can even do this. I also believe going back to your wins, that is extremely important for us to give, for us to give gratitude every single day for what you have done. So I believe in keeping and keeping a journal so that when my day is over, because as moms, we're frustrated a lot. We look at everything we didn't get done. We look at everything uh, that was wrong. Yeah. We look at the fact that we didn't, you know, wash the walls down. <laughs> well, the baseboards. <laughs> yes. But when you take 10 minutes before you go to bed and you sit down and you say, for this day, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I, that I was able to spend some time. I'm grateful that my, my children are well and they're not sick. I'm grateful that my cousin came over and, and stayed with my children while I could go to the grocery store. I'm grateful that I had conversation with my mom today and she made me laugh. What is, you know, create that grateful, that grateful journal. And this helps you to see not only your wins, but it helps to calm your mind and to bring your mind back at peace where you can see, I'm doing okay. I'm yeah. not as bad as I thought, you know? Well, and I do think it shifts your mind into focusing on the things that you have instead of what you don't have. And, but here's a question I have for you, because I do also talk to people who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm super grateful, but I still want more. Yes. Now I feel bad 
that I want more, oh, I should just be grateful for what I have, right? Hey, like I have run into you know, like, that. Or some people tell, you know, some people will say, I don't care about money or they'll, I don't want to say hate on people, but I do hear other women say, well, I don't care about X, Y, Z because I actually love my family and I, that's, I, that's good enough for me. And I mm-hmm. don't do that. And they think that if by wanting more, that means you don't care about what you have currently. Well, here's the thing. You, your statement said, that's enough for me. That's what you just said. That's enough for right. me. And you're absolutely right. That's enough for you. And for that, that's wonderful. And that's beautiful. That's why we can't compare our journeys to one another. Because just because I want a life outside of my family doesn't mean that I'm not in love with my family. We were all right. created for different things. There's some of us that were created for the corporate world. Does that mean that there's something wrong when, when people want to be entrepreneurs? No. And just because you want to be an entrepreneur, does that mean there's something wrong with you being the manager of a grocery store? No. What is success for you? What does it mean for you? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. where we always have to go back to because that's great. That you like that, but that's where the mom guilt comes in. And when they uh, and what society says, you have to choose: is it your family or is it you? I I don't believe in the either or when it comes to to family and self care, to family and loving me, to family and goals and dreams. I don't believe in the either or. I don't believe that I have to choose to be a mom or to be successful. I was created with success. I was created with greatness. I was created with with purpose. I was created with that. I'm a mother and never a mother or. And we get to choose what comes after that. And you get to feel that in. There's no either or for you. There's always an and. Yeah. So the guilt just sabotages. Yes. Sabotages your own. Nobody else's but your own. Yes. You rob from yourself by feeling guilty. Yes. And you, mm-hmm. and you rob from yourself by not taking the journey that has already been created for you. There are some of you out there who, you know, God, God has placed a desire in you to teach. Some of you, God has placed a medical desire in you that you want to go into the medical field. But because society has convinced you that because you're a mother, you can't, you can't do this or you won't spend enough time with your, with your children. All of these are lies you take away from yourself and what you can contribute to others when you believe the lie that you have to choose. It's not about you having to choose. It's about you learning how to work with your life season and how to balance your life with your goals and motherhood. And here's the kicker. There's no such thing as balance, not the way we think about it. (laughs) Here's the kicker, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But there is such thing as harmonizing, harmonizing your activities, harmonizing your life to fit your life season. And therefore, balance is me being uh, having the ability to harmonize my day through my activities, which means today, 70% may be given to the house, you know? 20% 20% may, may be given over here. I may only get 5% for me today. But what happened is all of my activities were harmonized and my day was better balanced. 
because I was able to harmonize everything that I was doing. When I began to bring extras and extend that bandwidth, you only got 100%. And when I began to go outside of that, that's when chaos comes. That's when, um, when frustration comes. That's when overwhelm comes. All of these things that stop us from being able to successfully balance who we are with motherhood. Oh, I love the word that you've used, harmonize, because I do hear like, okay, balance. Now everybody's kind of over that word. It's a myth, right? It's a myth. It is. And some people use integration, mm-hmm. integration, but it's so like businessy, right? And I really think the harmonize, like that is rings true because you have a lot of different noises going on in your in your world. So true. But when they're off tune or when one is just off, the whole thing sounds awful. Like if you could think of like a, <laughs> right. like a orchestra or a choir or any kind of music, it's like if it's not in harmony, it's off. Yes. But if it's in harmony, it's beautiful. Even if you have 10 notes going at the same time, it's, it's working beautiful. together. It's synchronized and, and working together and it's peaceful. Yes. Right? So I think harmon, harmony, that, that's a, such a good word because it brings peace to your soul. And I mm-hmm. think that's at the end of the day, what makes us all feel happy and content. Yes. It makes us happy, feel happy. happier. <laughs> it makes us feel calm. It makes mm-hmm. us feel more in control. It gives us better peace. It gives us better clarity. We make better decisions. Have you ever been where your day is just so frustrated and something that's so simple, you actually make a decision and you go back and you're like, I I knew that. Why did why did I do that? That didn't even make sense. That's because we're adding extra to our plate. Things are falling off. Things are becoming messy. Things are getting out of control. But when we harmonize those things and we look and we go, hey, I only have 100% bandwidth. My plate is only this big. I get to put things on here and you're in control of that. So with that comes boundaries. And for you to be able to Uh, say, if I (laughs) add one more thing, I'm out of harmony. I'm out of harmony. Well, and that's where you have to be completely, you know, someone once asked me, what's the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur and a mother? And in my head, I said, honestly, it's being completely and a thousand percent honest with yourself. And what you don't need and what you want and stay aligned to that. Not only do you have to stay aligned with your morals and your values, right? But like truly knowing those values and how, you know, if they change and then your partner's values, but you have your own values aside from just you and your partners even and you and your teams, right? Your own internal compass. But a lot of times we keep it to ourselves and Mm -hmm. then we get used as to what our true compass is and then we lie to ourselves and then we're not being honest to ourselves and then we're like molding to fit everybody else's needs everyone else exactly and so it is hard to stay honest with yourself it's a it's a terrible cycle when you don't and here's the thing when we're honest with ourselves we also have to be able to say this isn't working for me we have yeah. to be, you know, sometimes yeah. we, we start things, we do things, we create things, and it just doesn't work. 
But because we've been set up like, oh, moms, you're never supposed to be wrong or you're, you should know your child so well that that shouldn't have been a problem or this, this, it. That's not true. All of us are people. And as my child evolves, I get to know a different part of my child. I get to know different things. about, And I'm not going to get it all right. I'm just not. Get into the habit of apologizing when you get it wrong. Uh, get into the habit. I that my children. Yes. Get into the habit of letting your kids know that you're human and letting them know, hey, this is a relationship that you and I have. And, you know, at two, let's build that relationship. At five, let's build that relationship. And there's going to be some time where, hey, our relationship is not going to feel so great. There's going to be some times where you're upset with mommy. There's going to be some times when I'm upset with you. There's going to be some times when I get it wrong. But we're building this together because just like you, mommy's a person. And sometimes yeah. I don't handle things, you know, that way. When we begin to allow our children to see that we have fault, that we have feelings. Sometimes I think our kids don't know we have feelings, you know. It's like you're just the parent. You know, you're the parent. So you just bounce back from everything. But I think when we began to build that relationship of letting them know, I'm like you in in these ways. I I fall down. Sometimes I don't get it right. And there's going to be times where we're going to learn stuff together. Yep. Hey, friends. I'm just chiming in here to invite you to join in on my friends club. It's like a newsletter, but way more fun. By joining, you'll get exclusive access to bonus episodes, freebies, tools, tips, and resources to empower you to scale in your business and your home life. As a bonus, you'll get the option to opt in to get monthly video updates on what I'm working on behind the scenes in my business and my home front. This is your chance to take advantage of all the valuable content from myself and guests on the show, as well as getting to know each other on a lot more personal level. It's super easy. Just click the link in the show notes or go to ToriMcQueen.com slash friends club to join. That's ToriMcQueen.com slash friends club. See you inside. And I think that's, that's important, right? Because they're going to be able to see how you are resilient and what you do when you're having a bad day, what you do. Yes. And it, and honestly, it doesn't mean you have to be perfect. I mean, we exactly. all have bad days, but to be able to show them how quickly you can get back up or to brush something off or to laugh at a joke or, or whatever, they're always watching. Yes. Or, or to just literally, you're not happy. Yeah. Yes. And to literally show them the tool. We do a lot of yeah. talking as, as parents, but our kids do a lot of watching. Yeah. And so to even you show to you, yeah, to show you the tools of how I got back up. Guess what? I'm not resilient every time. Will I get back up? I will because I believe in not giving up. But sometimes I'm going to have to take two days to 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 bounce, to bounce back. Sometimes yeah. I'm going to have to, you know, reserve myself. Some Sometimes life is going to hit hard and I, I can't. They need to see that it's okay to lay down sometimes. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's okay to say, you know what, life, you 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 kicked my butt this time. I'm pulling out for a minute. I'm taking <laughs> the next. I'm taking the next two days to just wound. Love me. When I was growing up, my mom she cracks me up when something would go wrong. I'm very resilient. You know, she she bounces back pretty much with anything. 
But I remember, I don't remember what the situation was, but whenever it was, I was very upset about it. And so my mom's like, okay, so now that all this is taking place, so now what? All right, so now what? So now what are you going to do? Because mm-hmm. if, you continue, if you continue to sulk, it still doesn't change. If you continue to cry, it still doesn't change. She's like, so, you know, you get 48 hours to sulk, to cry, to, to boo-hoo, whatever. And then after 48 hours, you got to get up. That's, you know, and that's yeah. kind of, but it, for me, it worked because it gave me an opportunity to say, I don't have to jump right up with something, but I can give myself time to mourn. I can give myself time to be upset. I can give myself time to say, this didn't work out and I'm hurt. But what it also did for me is to say, okay, but if you stay here, what changes? So you got, you got 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever it is, to soak, to cry, to hurt, to scream, to flip all around. And now we need to make a plan. Yes. Yes. And I think that's such a helpful tool for anybody because it's, you know, there are things, sometimes my kids use the phrase like, that's not fair or this isn't fair or, and we all know life isn't fair. So we understand you don't have to be happy about that, right? Like you can, you can get adversity come your, you know, adversity can come your way and you can understand that that's not right or not fair or it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Feel it. It does suck. Now what? Now what? Now what? It does yeah. suck that the first time we tried to record an episode, it, it flipped on us and right. we got uploaded and we have to do this again. But you know what? But but it's fine. You know what? Some things are in control when you just pick right back up where it goes. And it's yes. totally fine. And life yes. goes on. And like my friend, my friend Liz, she's awesome. She always says, you press on. Okay. Yeah. Press on. <laughs> Enough. Yes. You know, and you grab the lesson. You know, I'm a big, um, I'm a big, a big advocate for grabbing the lesson, whether it's a lesson that I wanted or not. I'm a big advocate of where do I grab the lesson here? You know, and so the lesson is either either usually great. Oh, that's wonderful. That was a great decision. I did it. Or the lesson is uh, I won't do that one again. You know, but I try to grab the lesson either way. Some lessons hurt. Some lessons you lose. Uh, you lose in the process of learning. It just is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would you say? So kind of rewind all this because I love everything you're saying. And I, I think it is a huge issue with women finding their identities and refining their identities over and over again. And, and it's okay to do that and rebuild yourselves. But where would you say most women struggle and how, what tools can they use to overcome that when they're hitting that plateau or, or ending up lost? I think the first point that you have to really understand is where you were lost. So where is that point? When everything was thriving and going well, where did you become lost? Did you become, become lost in a corporate title? And everything is about your job now. And then there's no you outside of that. Did you become lost in, in um, life duties? You know, do you have a parent who's ill, a child who's, who's ill? Did you become lost in that? You're more of a caretaker now and you have no idea of who you are. Did you get lost in motherhood? Um, are you single and you really want to be married? And so now you're identifying yourself as I'm, I'm not worthy because I don't have a spouse. Where did the identity crack? 
we can't fix things that we that we don't know are frail. So we always need to go back to where was my identity lost? Where did I begin to have this hard time? And sometimes we don't know where, which is why I believe in journaling. What was life for you three months ago? If you're here today, tell me what was going on from who you are now. Talk to, to Tori from three months ago. What was happening with her three months ago? And you're able to say, oh, I was in school. I was doing this, doing this. And then all of a sudden your mind goes and then the accident happened or and then that this happened and then this happened. So Tori today, talk to me about Tori two weeks ago. What was going on with Tori two weeks ago? And tell me about her. What space was she in? So when we can identify where that crack was, we can begin to work on how to heal and rebuild that so that you'll be able to successfully merge those things back into your life again. Right. Well, and how much of that do you think is trauma? Oh, I am not a trauma expert, but what I can tell you is for me, when I was beginning to go through that metamorphosis, I did have to go back and say, oh my gosh, you didn't heal from this particular part. (laughs) And because of that, You carry some of this over into your business. How about that? Uh, What a surprise. (laughs) You you carry some imposter syndrome over into your business. But guess why? Because when you were young, this happened or this happened, or you had identity issues because of this or because of that. And now every time you reach a success goal, you snatch it away and you you don't... um, you know, you don't congratulate yourself. You're not happy for yourself. And But what you do is you find other things and go, but you didn't do this, but you didn't do that. Well, you don't deserve it. Where is this coming from? Oh, man. Well, so for me, there were some things in there that I was like, oh, oh, oh. is that you? <laughs> oh, my. Ouch. It was an ouch. It was an ouch uh-huh. moment. But here's what you, that's what you're talking about, about being honest. Because all of these things will filter into all other areas of your life, including your money, if you're not Mm -hmm. careful. Mm -hmm. Your business will suffer. Your family will suffer. Your relationship will suffer. Your personal identity will suffer. If we don't find out, why do we have these cracks? Right. Well, and like you said, you can find out why you have the cracks that you have. But if you're still stuck in the, you know, sometimes with therapy, they'll take you back to the why, but then there's not the what next. Right. Now we know, we know where we got this from. Mm -hmm. We know why we knew it. What are we going to do about it? And now what you need to do, once you find the cracks, is you need to find out what were the limiting belief and lies that came along with that crack. Because now we need to address the lies and replace the lies with the truth. Because the lies are what what poured into the limiting belief. So if we can replace the lies with what we know is true, then we can begin to build on that. Nah. And how often do you think you'd have to realign with with, I should say, being... How common is it for, for women to continue to feel lost as they go on their journeys and to you know, realign with themselves? 
You know what? It really just kind of just kind of depends. But a lot of times, anytime we're we're going for something new or anytime we're stepping outside of our comfort zone, here it comes. Here it comes again. Who do you think you are? Where do, what do you think you're doing? Why would anybody wanna wanna hire you? You know? These things that it happened to me. It happened yeah. to me. I just recently um um a high profile coach, she was looking to expand her business and she was looking for some for some life coaches. And I was like, wow, I would love to be a part a part of this business and add this and all of that. And so I got ready to apply for it. And then I said, Well, why would she hire me? She's this high profile. She's on this totally different level from me. What would I bring to to the table? Immediate limiting, limiting thought. Immediately. Uh And I had, I had to stop myself and I had to go back and go, tell me your accomplishment. Tell me the things that you have done. So now that you've asked yourself, why would she, why, why would she want to hire you? Answer that question. Why would she? And I had to go, well, because I can bring this to the table, this to the table. And the more I began to recount those things, I'm, I'm like, absolutely, I'm going to apply. But the second that I began to step outside of, of what was yes. comfortable for me, I immediately said, so people think that just because you're a coach that you don't have to use these same tools. I do. I so do. you just have to have a self hype woman conversation of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you're, you have to find because you're, you're starting you have to find what, what fits. You have to find what fits for you. If you're in a room of a bunch of powerful women or a bunch of powerful people, if I sit you in, in the room, you know, with Oprah Winfrey or, you know, some, you know, whoever it is, what validates you to be in that room with her? And you know what validates you? You who you are, the things that you've been called to, your gifts, your talent. But what we do when we get in a room, we focus on their gift, their talent, versus yeah. turning it back around to say, I work to be in this room and it's because of my gift of ABC. What are those gifts? It's because of my gift of ABC that I have opened up the opportunity for me to stand in this position right now. And yeah. that's why we have to begin to replace the lies with what is true. Sometimes yeah. general affirmations are not enough. I need to know what's true for me. I can't go around and be all like, oh, honey, I'm the tech queen. That's not going to do nothing for me. I flip out with that's technology. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do nothing for me. Well, and with with being able to realize what is true to you, you also have to be able to realize what is not true to you. You got to like, be honest. I'm not loving my laundry pile. I, I am exactly not the one who wants to do the laundry. And that's Never okay. And owning that 100%. Owning that space. And you even have to be honest enough to say, you know what? Because I don't like this, I'm going to figure out a budget and I'm going to have this stuff. Uh, you know, I'm going to put this in in the laundry service once a month to give myself a break. I'll do laundry, you know, two weekends out of the month and I'm going to do a service the other two weekends uh, from the month yes. because that's what's going to harmonize my day. Well, and yeah, and harmonize. I mean, you're finding out what you're not. It's almost yes. like that 
elimination. Okay, well, I'm not this or I'm not that. Okay, and you're starting to be honest about what you dislike or mm-hmm. don't like or don't want to be like. Exactly. Um, and stepping through that each step of the way, you're you're eliminating. Exactly. Right? And and you're beginning to to get to know you more. And the more we get to know about ourselves, the more authentic we become and the oh, happier yeah. we will be. And I think authenticity is huge right now, especially with like social media and imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. people trying to do what, you know, social media wants you to do. And I'm like, man, but is that true to you? Right. You know, and and it, it's a challenge and it's hard because people do hit that barrier of like, well, am I, am I doing something that's not true for me or am I just doing something outside of my comfort zone? And how do you recognize that difference? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really good question. When you look at, uh, again, it goes back to what is success for you? I know I keep, I keep hard, you mm-hmm. know, beating on that, but. What is success for you? And if success for, for me is to lose 15 pounds, and, and part of that is I, I don't want to exercise because I, I'm uncomfortable going to the, to, the, to the gym because I don't want people looking at That's me stepping outside of a comfort zone to get to a success mark. Because in order for me to, to get to, to B, I have to travel through A. And this is the part. Okay, fine. You don't want to go to the to the gym. Then what else is going to get you to that other level? So maybe now I have to exercise at home. But the comfort zone is what keeps us from getting to the success point. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to look and go, this is the success that I want. These are the roadblocks because I'm comfortable over here. Then that's when you know it's a matter of me just liking my comfort feel. Uh, I just like the snuggle. <laughs> so what tools would you use to get out of your comfort zone? Now that now that we've identified, okay, what what we aren't, and we identify, okay, we're trying to find ourselves now, but we're hitting this comfort zone wall of mm-hmm. like, great, now this means I have to find care for my kid. Oh gosh, I'm no longer fully stay at home. Oh gosh, like I have to get help in this department. So, okay, it's that come or I have to hire help for mm-hmm. you know, I have to fire, I have to get my first employee, right? I Out of the back number zone. They're gonna rely on me. Oh, what are people gonna think? What tools do we use to push past that now? So here's the what? thing. Everybody is always looking for an ABC. To push past fear, do one, two, three, do this, 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 and you'll push past fear. You know how you push past fear? You push past fear, and that's just the end of it. You just do it. (laughs) There is no ABC to it. You have to hire somebody, hire them. You you have to figure out how to budget. Figure out how to budget. Mm -hmm. If you you don't know how to budget, hire someone to do it. What you're doing is you're making excuses, and I can't give you a formula for excuse. Ah. Because excuses is your own thing. The formula has already been given to you. Identify your success. Identify what's going to take you there. Give yourself one, two, three steps to do so that you're not overwhelmed. And then guess what step four is? Do it. 
Do it. Do yes. it in fear. Do it in, in insecurity because it's going to build the security. Do it even though you're shaking with your confidence because guess what? When you do it, it builds the confidence. The only thing that staying still is going to do is keep you complacent and in the same position that you were in. So you want the tools for pushing past fear? Get up and push past fear. That's your yeah. tool. Yeah. And it truly is the answer. I mean, people yeah. don't want to hear it. But if you like, I always tell my my boys, because our, our youngest is almost one and she's starting to walk. And I always tell them, I'm like, look, she she's getting up now. Oh, she fell down again. Fell down again. Okay. You know, she's standing up on things or she's climbing and like, oh, look at her take one step and fall. Another mm -hmm. step and fall. I said, imagine if you guys stopped taking that first step. She'll right. never learn how to walk. Exactly. Or ride the bike or anything. I always try to remind them. And this is so good to remember. If you're not enhancing your skills on a daily, weekly, annual basis, you're going to get stagnant and you won't learn something new. Right. You won't. And you have to embrace the suck. Like you will suck at first because you're not, you know, you start basketball and my kids used to be upset. Oh, you know, I'm I'm not good at this. The basket, they're five and they can't hit the hit the hoop with the ball. You're like, well, you're not supposed to. Right. You got you're learning. It takes a while. Yeah. And that's all part of the process. You think, you know, this person knew how to do that from day one? No. Right. <laughs> something to remember like even little daily things you don't know until you do until you do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until yeah, you do until you just dive in it yep. and then everyone like you said you get an analysis paralysis right what are the steps what do i gotta do what do i you know but i need to have this saved more and i need to have this like oh well, we talk ourselves out of success because the reality is most of us are comfortable in the struggle. So until you you understand and learn that I can be successful and still be excited and comfortable, get comfortable in the success, get comfortable in the confidence, get comfortable in making goals and hitting goals. And that's how we begin to build that muscle. Every muscle, in order for it to be strengthened, it needs to be worked. And this one is no different. Mm -hmm. Yes. So success is like a muscle. Yes. And the more we work towards it, the more comfortable we become hitting those goals and the more excited we become about making new ones. Mm. Gosh. Thank you for sharing that. I love it. I love, love, love it. Well, tell us where your business is at now and where you plan to go in the next couple of years. What are you working on? You know, right now, I'm actually, like I said earlier, I actually um, applied to work with another company. So I'm kind of putting those things um, together mm -hmm. right now. So at this moment, I'm just still working with women and helping them, helping my moms. But at this particular second, because of that little merge, I'll see which way everything is going, but I'm still offering my free guide and just all things for moms to be able to really say, I'm going to own who I am. And that is, and that's pretty much where I'm headed. I want to be able to see thousands of women. I want to see that light in their eye when they say, I'm owning who I am. And that's what I'm looking forward to doing. I'll be putting out a few more courses and things um, 
of that nature and really building a support community for for moms, for working moms and stay-at-home moms who are ready to live a life that they're excited to wake up to by balancing motherhood with life goals. Ah, uh, that sounds so rewarding. And I think the world needs it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, how, how can everybody find you? Absolutely. You, we can stay in touch on social media, on Instagram at my name, Shelly Mache, and that's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-M-E-C-H-E-T-T-E. I'm also on TikTok now, y'all. Okay. Uh, do my name. I'm still learning, but I'm on there. And um, you can always connect with me on my website, which is www.shellymache.com. And you can, can get on my email list there, or you can download my free guide, which is powerful. Um, I always forget the name of the free guide is your, <laughs> my goodness. We'll put it in the show notes. You just send it to me. Yes. We better be downloading it. It is, but I'm, it's powerful purpose. And it is, um, yeah, I'm going to send it to you. I have so many things in my head. <laughs> but I, believe it's, I believe it's yourpurposeguide.com. Powerful, powerful purpose. The five, five moves beyond motherhood. Something like that. I'm going to send it to you. Oh, good. Good. And I'm sure, you know, free guides are an awesome place to start. Yes. And if it's something that can help you take action, definitely download it, read it, store it somewhere. You can look at it all the time. It was such a nice resource to have. You know, before we get ready to end right now, you hit the nail on the head. It's a a source for you to take action. And that's what be, you can read the free guide all you want. But I, I literally have simple steps for you to be able to reignite who you are outside of motherhood in this free guide. If you never do it, it will never happen. Don't blame the guide. Blame the excuses. Ugh. Yes. That's so good. As much as, you know, you don't want to say like you have control, you have control. You do. You do. <laughs> Ah, well, thanks so much, Shelly. And I look forward to seeing what you do. And I'll have to go follow you on TikTok. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. Yeah, you have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Homefront Podcast, where happiness is our true profit. If you enjoyed today's chat, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This helps us to learn, grow, and reach more listeners. Join me again next week as we drop new stories, experiences, and game-changing tips for your home front and biz. As always, here empowering you in business and in life. Until next time.